of the people that you talk to <laughs> who yeah. do videos um, or who say they're going to do YouTube, what is the percent that actually do it? It's zero. <laughs> it really is. <gasps> Inspirational it, real estate rock stars. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Honestly, like that's why you should do it. It's hard and very few, it's not crowded because it's hard. But it's only hard in that, like, it's kind of intimidating. It's, if you actually like put the things on paper that you have to do for it, it's not that complicated. And, and just like real estate in general, it's not that complicated. You just gotta keep going. So the question is this, how do most agents succeed in today's competitive real estate market when all the successful agents are keeping the secrets to themselves? So that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. I interview agents from all over the world. I ask them their tactics, and they share all of their secrets with me so we can give them to the world. I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Ah, welcome back to the Real Estate Rockstars podcast. I'm Shelby Johnson, and I'm here with today's guest and my good friend, Sam Cottle. Sam, welcome. Thank you, Shelby, and everyone for having me. In the house. Okay. Uh, before we jump in, listeners, this one is for you. If you are building a YouTube marketing machine or interested in learning more about how to YouTube build, how to use YouTube to generate business. Whew. Okay. Sam is out of Tampa, Florida. He has been an agent for three years in this past. Well, actually, this year so far has closed 28. Um, and I want to say 100% from YouTube, although that's a stat I just made up right there. Sam, yes or no? Yeah, one of them's not from YouTube, but that's it. <laughs> okay, high percentage from YouTube. Yeah. And um, yeah, so his niche is, is YouTube and most clickbait stat. Let's see, 10,000 subscribers on YouTube since 2021, which is, um, yeah, that's good. That's why you're special, huh? I, I mean, I tell myself <laughs> I'm special for other reasons, but. No, nope, not one, one reason. That's it. That's yeah, no, I'm just sure. kidding. Um, okay, Sam. So take us back. How did you get yeah. into real estate slash YouTube? Yeah, you know, the that's like such a romantic version of it. But the reality was mid-pandemic, I had the option to get laid off or like sign a contract. And so I just opted to get laid off and moved from Colorado to Florida. Sold a house when we left. Moved my family across the country. Left my job. Left upward mobility at a job and became unemployed and then became self-employed. Got my real estate license in this new place where I didn't know anybody in the middle of a pandemic and felt like, I don't know what to do to figure this out. Like, I literally don't know what to do. This is making me question all of your choices. Listening to them, like, these are not normal decisions when that happens. Sure. Um, yeah. But why, why real estate in particular? Yeah. I mean, I always kind of knew I had been working for a big nonprofit for 10 years and, and, and had acquired real estate for them off and on. And always kind of knew real estate was what I wanted to do next. And with really a focus on real estate investing. So we, we did like a live in flip as we were, in, as we were leaving Colorado. We, we made good money on that. That kind of gave us some padding when we moved down here to where we didn't have to make money right away. We could kind of figure out how to do it the way we wanted to. My, my wife and we had a daughter at the time and now we have two kids. But I just kind of knew real estate was next and figured out, figured I would figure it out. 
for for most people, I feel like that even if they had a cushion, that'd be like stressful and there'd be some desire for like security or to rush into making money. But I think you kind of, you more, you did like a slow and steady route. Is that correct? Again, that's the very romantic version. I almost got a door to door sales job selling windshields. Like I almost got other, I mean, you know, I would browse LinkedIn or, you know, um, Indeed once a week just to see what, what I was, what I was not pursuing. So it, yeah, we did take it slow and steady, but not without like temptation along the whole way to find something more secure. Yeah, that's that's cool. I like how you're saying like the non-romantic version because um what 99% of what we hear and see on the internet is all the yeah. romantic version of like of course I just knew what I wanted and I picked up everything in my family and just knew that it would work out. Sure. Yeah, I have that like written on my whiteboard real big right now like stop being so romantic. Cuz even in like the process, even in running a business, like the little things that are hard that you don't want to do like it's easy to be romantic about that stuff too and think like, ah, it's fine. Like I'm just going to do the big picture stuff and all the other stuff will take care of itself. No, it won't. <laughs> Devil is in the details. Yeah. Okay. So, so back to your detailed story, yeah. um, you picked up, you dove into real estate, whether that be romantic or not. Yeah. And then you started YouTube at the same time. How did the YouTube part? Yeah. Great question. So May 27th, when I started driving from Colorado to Florida, the 26 foot truck and pulling a car behind me and just thought, maybe I'll just be a trucker. I remember on that drive thinking like I could be a trucker. Like I just, I just didn't know what, what, what was really ahead of me. So open to everything and started just exploring every option to get leads, hosting open houses every weekend, sending one month of direct mail to a farm area, um, cold calling for, you know, three times, then I was listening to Joshua Smith's podcast and heard some people on there talking about YouTube. And they were saying they were getting like two to three leads a day and they've been doing it three to four months. And I could tell, you know, they had some other experience. They'd been in real estate for a while. So again, if I could get two to three leads a week at that point, I'm like, that'd be amazing. So that was September. So end of May all the way to September, just kind of like randomly trying stuff, just like th- closing my eyes and throwing the dart. Like, obvious, it's very obvious why those things didn't work. But YouTube, September, didn't start the YouTube channel until January. So kind of spinning my wheels, f- figuring out which gear I need, practicing, psyching myself up, all those kind of things. And this is January of what year? This is 2021. Okay, January 2021, between September yeah. and January, that's when you're having like the the mental prep, um, any actual yeah. prep. And then what, the video, the first video comes out in January? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was trying trying to have eight videos ready before I like flipped the switch on just because the goal was to, to publish two videos every week. And I didn't, I knew I would get behind. I just knew I would. And I still am kind of behind. It's fine. It kind okay. of oscillates. Yeah. <laughs> Life. Um, yeah. Okay. So the goal, January 2021, going live, and you were doing two videos per week yeah. on what? Like cost of living in Tampa, just kind of clickbaity, like the things that people search on Google for. And you search for these things on Google, and it's like pod storage has the number one website or bestplaces.net or stuff like that. And 
it was just those kind of things that people are searching for if they're relocating. Okay. Gotcha. Because your channel is living in Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> living in Tampa. Okay. And, and because I know this, this is, I, at least I think this, the guys who you were listening to on Joshua yeah. Smith's, that's the, the get done mode podcast. Yeah. Right. Um, they were talking about how they have a living in Denver channel. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And that living in Denver channel produced two to three leads a day. And you're like, I can do that. And so you are ready to go. And what, can you talk through what your videos, like, I guess if, okay, if someone is trying to replicate what you are doing with living in Tampa, which it's impossible, you can't do it. Okay, not in living in Tampa. Let's talk about a different market. Doesn't matter. But what can you? What are you getting now through YouTube? What does your lead flow look like? Yeah, with so it's organic traffic. So you know, making content that I think people will search for, and I have reason to think they'll search for it. But some weeks we have forty leads. Some weeks we have four leads, and. It's leads that are immediate and leads that are long-term, but most of them are long-term. Most of the deals we're closing right now entered the pipeline nine to 12 months ago. Okay. Makes sense. So you are getting sometimes 40 leads a week, sometimes four, and it's a long play. You're looking yeah. out through the next nine to 12 months. So after you made that first batch of videos, what does it look like to build and grow and maintain a YouTube channel like this. Yeah, let me let me say something about those first videos at first. Um, it was so scary. It felt so awkward. I was scared to talk to a camera. I did. I was like in like a ghost on social media. So it's not like I was putting myself out there at all. Now I'm going to put myself out there as strangers, and suddenly like people start watching, and it's like okay, okay, these strangers they're commenting a little bit. A few people reach out. But then what I did next was I, I sent my videos to my friend that's an actor and said, hey, how can I get better? Finding someone that was going to like be excited about what I was doing and give me like real tangible feedback was super important in that phase. And I think that applies in everything. Like I was I was recently talking to an agent who just went through a transaction that was very difficult um, for her. And one of the conversations that we had after the fact was like, at this point, there's so much opportunity because you can go back, whether it's a good transaction or a bad, you can go back yeah. and go to the cross agent. You can go to your own lender. You can go to your own client, all these different people and be like, Hey, I want to stream. I want to cut the fat. I want to get as good as possible, as quickly as possible, please. What, what did you love? What yeah, can I yeah. do better? And I think right. that that is a piece because it's vulnerable asking. It is, yeah. So uh, did you just like know to do that? <laughs> I knew it was the best option to find leads. I felt like, okay, this is like, these are going to be the best leads I could find. And I'm just desperate to have these. I had, I had bought some Zillow leads a few months before I started this. And they sucked. So what is the difference then? So hypothetically, yeah. you're, you're buying leads or you have your YouTube leads. Why YouTube? So with most leads, they they come in like you work for them, right? That's kind of this relationship is you're, you're providing me something and that's why you exist. With YouTube, a lot of the time people have watched me for hours, usually on their TV. 
Like I can look in the analytics. Most people watch, I mean, most people that call watch on their TVs and I, and I ask them where, how they watch. So they've watched me for hours. They know me, they like me, they trust me based on the stories I say, based on the things that happen in the videos, based on me t showing them how I think, showing them like the way I view things. Then they reach out and they say, Sam, will you help us find a house? So immediately with Zillow or with other services, the, the house is the product. But in this scenario, I'm the product. So right away, they're saying, Sam, we want you to help us. They're not, so, they're not set on an area. They're not set on a house. They might not even be set on a budget or timeline. Like they want, they would all the only, only thing they're set on is me. So there's, there's no convincing no. that you're the agent. <laughs> no, it's just up for, up to me to screw it up. Okay. So I'm listening to this and I'm sold. I'm like, yeah, dude, like I don't want to pay for ads and then have to track these people down who don't care about me as a person because yeah, with yeah. Zillow, there's 75 people who maybe it's not the same, but like with some ad sources, like you are fighting other agents to be sure. speed to lead, to sell them on yourself and all of these yeah. things. Yeah. So like I'm sold, Sam, and I want to start my living in Charlotte channel. Yeah. What do I do? Well, I mean, do you have, can we offer some kind of resource or something? Oh, absolutely. Okay. We, so like, yes. first kind of titles you should make just blindly. Like you don't need to do a bunch of research. Like we know, everybody knows people are searching for the pros and cons of living in Charlotte, the best neighborhoods in Charlotte, where families live in Charlotte, the best you know, master plan communities, the, you know, whatever it is, right? The cost of living in Charlotte versus Raleigh, the cost of living in Charlotte versus whatever. I mean, the, the, there's a, a list right there of stuff. Make those videos and just do the best you can. And then just, just keep making them. Like keep finding these titles, see what other people are making and make your own version of it. And there's ways to just get better and better and better, both in the content and in the delivery of the content. Okay. I, that list was really helpful by the way, because I think it's probably second yeah. nature to you because you know, live in yeah, this world. Yeah. But even as you were saying that, I was like, I, I didn't know to, you know, pros and cons of like all of that. So I wrote all of that down and I, I can make videos about that. How much does, like how much editing do I need to do? How long does this video need to be? How important is like yeah. my hook? Like hit me with some more info. Sure. Okay. So basic formula has a hook and some kind of like opening explanation. So you're, you're making this, you know, promise to the audience, this is what I'm going to deliver to you. And now, now it gets delivered. So some people want to do like a recap kind of thing, like you would on a podcast where you're like, you know, grabbing a couple of clips that were really good and putting them at the beginning. It's not what you're doing here. You're talking directly to an audience. You're looking into the lens. You're saying, in this video, I'm going to cover the cost of living of what it costs to live in Tampa. And not just like the numbers comparatively, but like what, how much money do you actually need to make to live comfortably here? Here we go. So something like that. Very human, very connective. Then some kind of intro with music and logo, blah, blah, blah. No big deal. Then I, I do a call to action. The next thing I do is a call to action. I'm saying the value proposition of the channel, which is this is the Living in Tampa channel. I'm Sam. We make these videos for you about what it's like to live to live in Tampa, move to Tampa, blah, blah, blah. 
We're also a team of realtors and we would love a chance to win your real estate business. So give us a call, text, or email anytime. And then I'm just hopping right into the content. Okay, cost of living. First thing we're going to talk about cost of living is housing. We're going to bend more toward buying than renting. We'll hit on renting at the end. So you're just hopping right into it and you're very, I'm very conversational with it. I'm thinking I'm at breakfast with a friend and they're across the table and I'm trying to like, like lean in and explain something to them. Okay. With this video, let's stick to the cost of living example. It's helpful. Um, How much time are you spending ahead of time, like researching? Are all of your points in this video, like very data driven or are you just like, this is my opinion? Yeah. So let's talk about cost of living. I'm going to make probably four or five cost of living videos every year. So one's going to be pretty data driven. What's happened? Like how, how much have costs gone up compared to last year? Next is going to be how much money do you actually need to make to buy a house? The next one's going to be the hidden costs of living in Tampa, where I'm going to talk about flood insurance and stuff like that. I'm going to talk about what it costs to maintain a pool and get your yard cut and those kind of, you know, qualitative things. And then I'm probably going to do some comparative stuff like Tampa versus St. Pete or Tampa versus Dallas, whatever. Depending on where people are searching from, I'm going to talk about those areas. But yes, one of them is very data-driven. It's like, this is what it costs to live here. This is the median home price. And I'm going to give more qualitative information. The median home price here is like 300. But I'm like, but if you're looking for a four-bedroom house with a pool, like most people relocating here are looking for, it's going to be more like this. So I'm just going to kind of add more information to all those points, even if it's data-driven. Okay. How much time so in my head i'm like yeah. oh gosh it's it's yeah, data driven it takes to plan it yeah so a video like that i'm i'm looking up like pretty boring sources whether it's wikipedia or i'm just googling cost of living in charlotte and i'm just kind of making some notes and i'm going to spend 15 minutes planning that video and then i'm going to spend 20 minutes shooting the video and it's going to get edited down to about 12 minutes and there's all kinds of arguments for length of videos. So your audience is going to watch about half of it, no matter what. That's how internet viewers are. If they're not watching half of it, it needs to be better. So you need to watch at least half of it. But then some people will take that information and be like, okay, let's just make the video super long because they're going to, they're only going to watch half of it. Let's just make it longer. I don't love that because I just don't want to be rambly and waste people's time. So eight minutes is minimum because at eight minutes, YouTube puts another ad in the middle. If it's less than eight minutes, they can't. They don't have that ad spot. So it, you're always kind of playing that YouTube game and playing the audience retention game of like actually adding value to an audience. What is the importance about YouTube's ability to put an ad in there? It just gives them another chance to make money. And, it, and if they can make money on the video, they're more likely to promote it. Okay, that makes sense. And so then, so our our target length of video time is between eight and twelve minutes, yeah. and that is based on uh, the magic wonders of the YouTube. I would say algorithm, yeah, I mean, the, but the, the minimum is based on that ad. You want that ad spot there. Okay. The, the twelve minutes is kind of my number of like when it gets over that, the drop off just gets a little more intense. So devoted subscribers, they're going to watch the whole thing, but. Other people are going to drop off because it's 
it's just long for them. Okay. So something that if I'm listening and you know this, Sam, that I, I dabbled in YouTube, there was yes. a solid, well, I think 12 weeks. I made it 12 weeks of posting one video a week and more than, more than average, right? Most people yeah. don't yeah. last long, but it was to me listening to you, um, say you spent 15 minutes researching 20 minutes shooting. I would spend at least a full day, a full work day scripting. And I would spend hours shooting and reshooting and stressing. And I took a shot of fireball and I cried in the corner and then I did it again. So what would you say to me? You're wasting your time by scripting and you're wasting your time by trying to be perfect because the value of of a platform like this and Instagram's the same way. People are okay with you, are okay with seeing you grow and seeing like, oh, this person got better over time. That's not somehow invalidating to your business. It's actually valuable to an audience because they're like, oh, this is a real person. And people want to do business with real people. I think that, don't you think they do? Yes, I do. Um, there's There's a line in there, but a lot of it, I mean, it just came from not as much the audience as the voice in my head yeah. of, you know, which I think a lot of people can probably resonate with where it's like, oh, everyone in the world is going to see this. By the way, I had like, you know, 12 subscribers yeah. and oh, like I'm going to look, you know, either stupid or whatever the case may be. Um, so I think that that is a holdback maybe for a lot of people. And you're just saying, you know, push that to the side. That is a a concern that most people feel, but it's not a valid one. And get over yourself, basically. Yeah, some of it's that. Some of it is, you know, understanding that getting it out is more important than getting it perfect. And most of this this style of content, you're going to be remaking it every year. You're going to be doing an update video. And it's obvious that you've improved, that you've made 100 videos since then. You've improved dramatically. And that's a lot of the wheel of YouTube. Okay. So at this point with our video, the pros and cons, I've got my little points. I've shot for 20 minutes. The, no, you mentioned cost of living, not pros and cons, right? Oh, damn. Oh, this is where it comes out before we hit record. Remember I told you I was going to tell you something on the podcast. Yeah. So the show before Craig Curlop, um, my buddy was like, I was like, dude, what can I do better? And he's like, have you considered not cursing? And I, and I was like, yeah, but like, dude, it's my authentic personality, all this stuff. And he's like, well, Shelby, cursing offends people while not cursing offends no one. So just consider yeah. that. And I was yeah. like, you know what? Maybe this is time. Adult Shelby, 32 years old. I think it's time to try to drop the cursing. So I'm telling this to you and to the public that I am going to work on cursing left. Right. Less, less. Less. Um, But anyway, back to not the pros and cons, the cost of living in Charlotte. And you mentioned that editing was going to whittle it down from 20 minutes to 12 minutes. Are you editing? Who's editing? What does that piece look like? Don't edit. I did. Yes. I've worked as an editor though. I've traveled around the world and shot documentaries. Like that was, that was the piece that was unfair in the midst of this. It was like, no, I can just, I'm not intimidated by like having a video file and needing to make it into something. No big deal. There's all kinds of services though. Vidchops, V-I-D-C-H-O-P-S is the one I would recommend right now. They have like a monthly plan where you pay like $600 a month and you can just do as many videos as you can get done. They get the first one back to you in two days. They get revisions back to you in another day. It's an awesome service. 
Yeah, they're using editors in the Philippines, but they're good. There's all kinds of services like that, though. Okay, so don't waste time. Don't slow yourself down on the editing. Plan that into your budget and process from the beginning. So the video is back and it's edited. And now you are going to post on YouTube. My instinct is thumbnail, description, all these other things. I mean, you can pay a service. You can pay the same service to make that all that for you as well, and they'll you know find a consistent style for your thumbnails. But just doing it on Canva yourself is not that complicated. Just have somebody take some pictures of you in front of a different colored wall than what you're wearing. It doesn't have to be like a white wall or anything. Just different color than what you're wearing. And then services like Canva, Photoshop, whatever can cut you out really easily. And you're doing like the typical faces that you would see on a YouTube thumbnail where you're like, have big eyes. People want to see your eyes big. People like it when you point. People like it when you look upset or confused. You have to play that game a little bit. So the thumbnail, the, let's talk about the, the elements of getting seen and getting views. So the title gets you to show up in the search. That's it. The thumbnail gets you to get clicked on. So this is your search result. This is your click-through rate. And then the next is your average view duration. So somebody actually clicks, how much do they actually watch of your video? Now, if they only watch 10% of your video and then leave and go watch someone else's video, YouTube doesn't like that. So they want you to be watching 40 to 50% of your video and then watching another one of your videos. That's, that's how you really play into the algorithm. But that's like title, thumbnail, and quality of content. That's how you're using those three things. This is very helpful. Okay, let's start at the top. Title. You're like, this is how you get to show up. So talk talk me through the title, please. Yeah, so uh, some of this is common sense. Like we we act like we we don't use the internet. Assume nothing is common sense, Sam. No, no, you, (laughs) you, you search for things on Google. We all do. And we act like we don't know what people are searching for. So instead we talk about like what, how to close a contract. No, those people already have agents. They don't need that information. They need to know very qualitative things. So cost of living, how much does it cost to live in Charlotte? They're, they're, they're literally searching for that. And services like Keywords Everywhere or TubeBuddy or VidIQ all show, oh yeah, there's tons of search traffic for these kind of things. And some of the, a lot of these are just like Chrome plugins where you can you can do this research. I use TubeBuddy, and their Keyword Explorer shows you so many things. So I search for cost of living in Tampa. It shows me how many videos there are, how well optimized those videos are for search, and something else. What but, is it? Good. What is a good hypothetically? I put in how much does it cost to live in Charlotte into TubeBuddy. Um, what is a good score. Yeah. So at first your, your scores are going to be unweighted, meaning it doesn't take your other videos into account. So you're looking to, to have a score over 90, 90 out of a hundred. Sometimes the volume's too high. So it's going to be too hard for you to show up. Sometimes the volume's too low. So there's not enough people there and you're looking for kind of this balance. And typically most videos aren't optimized for search where they're not using good titles and tags and stuff like that. Honestly, I don't think the tags matter. But um, they're not optimized for search. They're not trying to, they're not like really working to show up. Then 
once you have more videos, it's going to give you a weighted score. So it shows if you make this video, this is where you will rank because you already have traffic and they, they can see kind of how your stuff performs. Okay. That makes sense. And you're just, you're playing around with it in TubeBuddy until it pops out something that's, you know, 90 to 100 out of 100. And then next, so you have this, you have this title. And then the next thing is the thumbnail. Um, so what I've seen is they're, I mean, they don't match. What is the title to thumbnail? How are you supposed to, I, mean, I don't know my question, but do you know my question? No, that's great. I know your question. <laughs> First of all, you got to time block these things into chunks where it makes sense. So like I plan, I get all my titles and plan the videos like 10 at a time. And it happened to be last Friday. It was a two hour block, a monthly reoccurring block where I've got 10 videos ready for the next month and a half, right? So title and thumbnail, how do they, how do they interact with each other? First of all, you don't want to put the same thing on both because you're wasting potential words you could use. You want the title to be super specific. So it's the cost of living in Charlotte in 2023. It's like something like that. And then your title, I mean, your thumbnail is you like this and saying like, do I have enough money? Like something like that, like with, you know, the Charlotte skyline in the background, like something a little more compelling that shows some personality in the thumbnail compared to just the wordy thing in the title. Okay, so hypothetically, 50% or less words in the thumbnail than in the title, and they should not match. The thumbnail is straight up just supposed to be the up close, which I think is, you're supposed to be up close, right? Of your face? Yeah. Is that yeah. right? I think you told me that. <laughs> the up close with like a little bit of words that will just draw them in. Yeah. Okay. And some background that will draw them in too. Okay. Okay, Especially I'm, like we we have cities that we're in. You can show the city. I show the beach a lot. Like there's a lot of things you can show that draw people in. Any feedback on like um, or perspective on like colors, color mm. scheme or what else besides the up close, the big eyes, what else can we do that is helpful? Two things. Extremely consistent. Just pick a color and a font and, and stay with it. Two is extremely legible. I don't like when text has like a hard outline. I just think it looks cheap, but the reality is it's more legible. It just is. So people can see it. They're more likely to read it and click on it. Like I have to give up on some of my taste for like people need to be able to read it. That's it. Okay. And are you just taking, I know that you have like high tech camera stuff, but like, I, I mean, iPhones these days are great. So can you just in theory do all of your thumbnail photos and your recording on your iPhone? Yes. I started with my iPhone and yeah, looking back, I wish mm -hmm. I would have just stayed with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking as if like, you know, I'm listening and I'm like, what are all the objections in my head? I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. have the camera equipment. Oh, I don't have the time, whatever. Um, but okay. So all, all of this makes sense. Cause so far you are, you're time blocking two hours a month and you're thinking through all of the videos that you want mm -hmm. to post in the next month. And that includes the title and essentially like the, the rough, very rough sketch. And yeah. then throughout, as you have time, you're doing 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there of data research on 
these videos. So that way you can just knock it out, which we actually, we haven't gone through the knock it out part yet. So like hypothetically, you have your title, you know what you want to talk about. How are you filming this? How am I filming this? I'm, I prefer to be like in a neighborhood kind of setting. So I'm going to the neighborhood I'm talking about, parking on the side of the street, setting up my camera on a tripod on my car, and I'm talking to it. Now behind me, you know, there might be a sidewalk, there might be big trees, hopefully something that I'm going to hit on a little bit in one of my points. One of my favorite places is to like go to a park and go to like a covered bench at a park, like a picnic table, because being able to set up your camera on the table, keeps it in the same place, puts it at a nice level, it kind of like limits some of the problems that you're going to come up with just by having it there and just by like leaning into it a little bit. And then I'm just running through the whole thing. It, in the midst of that, you know, while I'm in the neighborhood, I'm holding my phone out the window and I'm getting some footage of the neighborhood. I'm flying my drone around, those kind of things. But you could just do drive-by footage of neighborhoods and commercial areas to make your points. You could just have your editor zoom into pictures. It's, it's, it doesn't have to be that fancy. The objection in my head is saying sound quality. You're outside, you're on a picnic bench. How, how is your sound not getting screwed up? I used a $60 shotgun mic. Are those the ones you clip? Like, is that what it is? No. What, no, what is that? Top. So okay. it's like a, can pick you up from far away. It's very focused. So it has to be pointed like right at you. Um, a, a lavalier mic would be one that's clipped on here or a lapel mic. And like, th that's an option too. There's cheap versions of that. And there's some that like record themselves and then your editor can sync it later. It's probably a little complicated in the beginning. You could do it all just with the iPhone microphone, honestly. You know, one of the biggest objections that comes up is I'm, it's too late. There's already, there's already people doing it. When I started mine in 20, when I wanted to start it in 2020, started looking at the, all the other channels, watching their videos a little bit. I felt like I had like 20 competitors. Then the week I started, I published my first video on Wednesday. Monday, another guy started. I'm like, dang, this guy like looks kind of like me, sounds kind of like me. He's like born and raised here. He he and I are probably the top two in Tampa now. We're the only ones that kept doing it. The only ones. And our style's a little bit different. We get very different kind of clients. We talk often, like it, it's great. Like, but we just kept doing it. Of the people that you talk to yeah. who do videos um, or who say they're going to do YouTube, what is the percent that actually do it? It's zero. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Inspirational it, real estate rock stars. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Honestly, like that's why you should do it. It's hard and very few, it's not crowded. Because it's hard, but it's only hard in that like it's kind of intimidating. It's if you actually like put the things on paper that you have to do for it, it's not that complicated. And, and just like real estate in general, it's not that complicated. You just got to keep going. That's true. Okay, so we have gone through the planning. We've gone through the filming. We've gone through the title and the thumbnail. The one we haven't gone through yet is. The viewing. You said that, you know, how much time they stay on your video is what's really important with 40 to 50% of each 
of each video and then go to another video. Like that's the intent, you know, for YouTube to pick up and say people like you. So what have you found to be the most important things on getting people to continue watching the videos? Have interesting things to say. Like so many people think, Oh, I'm just going to like say the, the clickbait things like, no, you've got to put some of yourself in there. So some things I do, I think about these like tokens and I think of like, I'm always going to talk about my family. I'm always going to talk about being from small town, Oklahoma. I'm always going to talk about how the bugs always bite me. And these are literal things that like people have a chance to connect with. And then that client that wants to buy a $5 million house that's from, he grew up in small town, Texas, but lives in the big city now. Like he connects with me because of that. He didn't even remember where I was from. That's a real story. He didn't even remember where I was from, but when it came up, he's like, oh, that's awesome. And it's just those kind of things keep people there and help you kind of build more of a personality to these people instead of just being there asking for business. It's funny you say that too, because those are the things that the trying to be perfect Shelby would have never allowed to reach the final product. And listening to you when you're like, yeah, I had a booger out of my nose half the time filming oh it. And then I was like, I'm just going to no, leave it. It was, like, it was like on my mustache. Like, how did my editor not notice that? He's like, I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. Dude. And then the dude is like, yeah, I want to work with you because you have boogers like me, bro. Yeah. yeah. You're just, but, but a lot of people are like, you just seem like a normal guy. And, and realtors, like I'm talking to the audience, like you all think you're good at it. You're maybe you are a good realtor. Maybe you're the best realtor in the world. I'm not. But if people don't know, like, and trust you, they're not going to work with you, but people don't know, like, and trust you if they don't get to spend time with you. This is just a free way for them to spend time with you. That's it. And it's where they're already searching. They're not searching for you, for you on Instagram. They're just not. They're searching for you on Google and YouTube. And if you're not there to answer the question and provide them value, somebody else will. Yeah, it makes sense. I do. I'm like, I am bought into the idea. It's just the realities of the amount of time and effort it takes to do it is what holds me back. So I guess maybe that is a good time to talk about the realities because I know in the beginning you, it took you, I'm sure it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Talk about the beginning and talk about now. Sure. Well, the beginning I didn't have any business. So it's like, I remember the first like really good lead I got. They're like, do you have time to show us some meet meet with us tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, let me check my schedule. Like, yeah, I've got all the time in the world. So I met them at open houses. So I didn't have to like schedule anything I'm like let's just make this really easy for everybody no big deal so it i had a lot of time in the beginning it took probably 20 hours a week now it takes about four hours a week not doing any editing my editor just sent me like a version of a video and i use an app where i can like comment on each like time code like put this drone shot right here like zoom into that map like things like that or cut out that part where I like stuttered over my words for five minutes. Like, <laughs> those kind of things. What app is it? Um, this is Dropbox Replay. But the one I would recommend for most people is called frame.io. And it just lets you like make like um, time code specific notes really easily. But like VidChops, they have their own kind of internal version of that. 
These these like the editing companies, they have they do a great job. Okay, so we got in the beginning of 20 hours a week, and then now yeah. we're down to four hours a week, which is 16-ish hours a month. Yeah. And your overhead, you mentioned $600 a month for the editing thing thing. What other expenses should we expect from implementing this? I mean, probably a couple hundred a year in software, whether that's like a, you know, I have a big Dropbox account or, you know, Creative Cloud or things like that. But I also make, you know, a few hundred a month uh, from YouTube ad revenue. So it offsets some of those. Um, yeah, the overhead can be really low. Okay, gotcha. So I mean, we for my my mm-hmm. entire business, my entire real estate business, my overhead's about twelve hundred a month. Okay, so twelve hundred dollars a month for the entire real estate business, and then you mentioned anywhere from four leads to forty leads yeah. a week organically from your content that you have on YouTube. Yeah, and I, I of course four to forty. I know that's making some of you mad, like. Give me a better number. Give me a smaller range. But that is just the reality of running a business, especially if you're not paying for marketing. Like, no, I'm paying to make videos, but then I'm promoting them organically. So it it just doesn't come and go like super consistently. It's it's like feast or famine. But that's most of real estate, isn't it? One hundred. I mean, yeah, it's the entrepreneur life. Yeah. <laughs> The difference, though, that I like about um, YouTube is that you do the video, and if you did the same, obviously it wouldn't be the same video, but a similar idea of content on Instagram, it is buried. And like the minute that you post it on Instagram, people see it, but if you don't keep posting, you won't continue to pop up. It just doesn't work like that. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but... Within YouTube, you post a video, you know, three years ago, and people are still searching for it. It's still popping up. It's still feeding them. And that work that you did, yeah. it, it does not have to be the same level of upkeep as it did. Like, even if, let's say, hypothetically, you stopped YouTube today and you didn't post, you know, do another YouTube for video for a year, those yeah. same videos that you already put the time and effort into would continue feeding your business. Absolutely. Yeah, there'd be leads for years. A lot of people are going to post a YouTube video and think like, okay, I'm, I got to get views on it. I'm going to post it on Facebook. I'm going to post it on Instagram. I'm going to tell my friends and family to go watch it, watch the whole thing and like it and subscribe and leave a comment. That's going to hurt your growth on YouTube. It's not going to be like a, a neutral effect. It's literally going to hurt your growth on YouTube because now YouTube doesn't see you as someone that can find an audience. They see you as someone that gets people from other sources to come in and watch and click. You have to play the YouTube game all the way. You can't. So I didn't tell anybody other than my friend that was giving me like tangible feedback that I was doing this. No, you want, you want strangers, complete strangers to find your videos. And if you're sending your videos to your friends and family, your strangers aren't going to find them as easily. I was that person guilty. I sent it to, I put it on Facebook. I sent it to my mom. I was like, mom, please watch this video. And you cannot just like hit play and click. You have to watch it to the end and leave a comment. So um, it's really fun to hear this like after the fact. If only we had, if only I would have asked you. This shame, shame on me. Yeah. <laughs> we, we talked once during the early phases of that. I'm like, I feel like I could give you some good advice. <laughs> and I was just like, full send the Shelby, whatever, disaster. The Shelby show. <laughs> Shelby 
know. Um, okay, let's. So, so I have a good idea about the YouTube okay. things. I'm curious now about looking ahead. Are you in this YouTube living in Tampa creation mode forever? Or where does the YouTube journey take you? Sure. You know, a lot of it is me. How do I package what I know now and, you know, bring people in to like be able to teach them what I know? That's super important to me. And that's super fun. Like helping people overcome these like limiting beliefs that they have about getting on video, about all this kind of stuff. Super fun. But the formula works for other businesses too. And that's an interesting opportunity I find myself in. It's not, it's not YouTube for real estate. It's YouTube for leads. And businesses need leads. So there's just so many different ways it can go. There's so many products that could be built that support it. But I will, let's say I have a huge downline and I'm making 20 grand a month, hypothetically. I would still be making videos about Tampa just to be showing that, hey guys, I know what I'm talking about. That's super important to me. Yeah, proof of proof of concept and yeah. staying relevant. Those Super are relevant. Yeah. Those are the things that are, and I see this a lot of times with like um, team leaders. Like I went through it too, um, where if you stop closing the deals, then you lose touch with what's happening in the market, what your agents are going through. And yeah. I feel like the same thing applies to YouTube, especially with how quickly the technology and YouTube is growing and changing, that yeah. relevancy is going to be more and more um, important. Yeah, I think so too. And it just keeps me connected to the, the area as well. Mm. Like I get randomly recognized all kinds of places. And You're that, a superstar. But the thing is, anybody <laughs> could be that person for their place. I'm in a city of 4 million people and I get recognized in Costco and somebody's like, hey, you're the Tampa YouTube guy. It's like, yeah. But the thing is, I'm a newcomer and I've been here three years. Like how much more the guy that's born and raised in Baton Rouge can be the Baton Rouge YouTube guy. Like the, the opportunity is so apparent and you just have to like be consistent in making the videos and like be willing to be a student of the platform and of your area. So I, I go study things about Tampa. Like that's my research is like, okay, what's interesting about this to me? My father-in-law asks me stuff all the time. Like, hey, do you know what that thing is, that water tower is? I'm like, of course I know what it is. Like that's the old water tower from Sulphur Springs. That was put there in 1923. Like, I know all this stuff. I think that's really cool. Um, and I actually, I recently, this, this morning was listening to a, a podcast and one of the guys was talking about like, how to be interesting. Like he broke it down actually to, to attract girls. <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, what, one of the things he was talking about was like to be genuinely curious yourself. So yeah, you yeah. have to want to know not only about other people, but also be interested in life. And when you have that yeah. interest, that's attractive. And right. things that, you know, like the water tower, most people are never really care. But if you are excited sure. about this water tower, everyone wants to know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. So I did this series and I've designed, I've designed these different video series a few times and I would recommend people to do this. So I did a Tampa explain series where I'm like, okay, I want to break down the whole area because there's a lot of areas that don't have a video about if, if they want, if they ask about this area, I want to be able to say, this is, here's a video about it. So I just broke it down into like 12 sections and like defined it all by the same criteria, proximity, style, size, and cost. And it's like very predictable framework. 
we, we use the same graphics every time. I'm talking to the camera, I'm sharing history, and I'm like like breaking the area down like that. So like doing something like that kind of gives you this base knowledge, and then you can like just follow interests. And when you follow those interests, people like it. For sure. Well, say, I- the people that you want to call you like it. It's all about attracting the people that you actually want to work with. That's it. Which goes back to your boogers. Like you attract the booger people. Yeah. But <laughs> what I was going to say though, with the, um, I like how you also use like what people ask you as a guide to what make vid- to what to make videos on. Because I do yeah. the same thing like with a traditional agent side of the house. Like if someone asked the question, um, it probably could be included in some piece of information in the future. It could warrant, you know, and and that's just a good indicator as to how people's brains are working and what you could yeah. do to provide the solutions for them. Right. Yeah. I love that. I, I was host, been hosting some events locally for agents. And one of the points I made was that you can find out what your audience wants to know just by asking them. And what I did is the few days before I reached out to everybody who came to the previous event and asked them what I should talk about. And it's like, okay, so how many of you in the audience, like, did I ask what you want to hear? And like some hands go up. And it's like, that's all you have to do, guys. Like, so I'm going to answer your specific questions. Like, let's dive into these specific things you wanted to talk about because you told me you want to talk about them. Like, your people will tell you. Totally. Okay. What did we miss when talking about YouTube or any, any parting YouTube words of wisdom? You got to start sooner. Like, you don't have to be ready. Like, looking back, like, why didn't I publish the first video in October? Why did I wait until January? And there were reasons. I thought I like, oh, I need this certain thing, this camera adapter thing for my phone. And I can't get it for this long. And sure, plenty of logical, seemingly logical reasons. But if I would have just started, I would have figured it out. I would have gotten leads sooner. I would have gotten, had bit, like better videos sooner. Like so many things like don't happen because of our inaction. And this is the same. Like all you have to do is start. Like it doesn't have to be good. And, and people will often look at someone like me, look at other channels that are successful and think, gosh, I can't make videos like that. Well, look at the very first videos we made. Like all those channels that you think are so good, like they weren't this good in the beginning. Even the big YouTubers that are like creating entertaining content, they get better every single time. Mr. Beast tries to get better every single time. Mr. Beast is focusing right now on how to tell stories better. Because he doesn't feel like he like has enough like character arcs in his videos. Like he's that's something he's really focusing on. Like the biggest YouTube YouTuber in the world is focusing on how to grow, and we think we're like odd because we can't figure it out right off the bat. That's funny that he's working on that. I didn't know that, but that's something that I have um, semi recently also become very interested in. Because the more you Mr. Beast or storytelling, storytelling. The more that you like think about, you know, humanity, stories have been such an integral part of yes. from the beginning of time, like around campfires, like storytelling. And then it's why everything. are why are we yeah. so obsessed with movies and theater and all that? Like it's all storytelling and the ability to articulate in a captivating way is yeah. like so um impactful. No matter what you want to do in life, if you can capture and clearly articulate, dude, the world is yours. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell stories constantly in my videos about myself or about clients. So, and I'm every time I tell a story, I'm trying to show you can trust me. I have your best interest in mind. And we close deals. Not we're the best. We just close deals. 
Those are the only three things I'm trying to show every single story I tell. And it's really easy to show that when you tell a story about a client. I took care of this person. This is what they needed. This is how we solved it. Yeah. And and good content also. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Sam, what events are you going to this year? Are you going to any in-person events? No. <gasps> I feel like okay. I should. You, I mean, you should now. So I literally just today, last minute, got tickets to the Tom Ferry event in okay. Dallas that's like in like two weeks. They still have tickets. So if you want to go, you should definitely go. We can hang out. And then, um, of course, the Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind in March. Why are you not going to be that's there? honestly the only one I'm considering. Uh, perfect. Don't consider. Commit now. Live to the audience. It is. It's hard to leave. You know what? They, they're so little, they won't remember. That's fine. Oh my gosh, that's really. <laughs> my kids are five and one and a half, and like horrible sleepers, but they're a blast. Dude, clearly, I don't have kids because anyone with yeah. kids would probably not say it that way. No, but um, okay, Sam, how can listeners help you in your business? How can listeners help me make videos? Honestly, like I have this this podcast called Unemployable, and it, the the whole idea of Unemployable to me is like just hate, like not being able to blame somebody else for what's happening in your life, not being able to blame an employer, not being able to blame your parents, your spouse, whoever. No, no, take ownership and be in control of your opportunities, your success, your your actions, and doing something like this just gives you that energy. And it's just not that hard. You can all do it. People will like you. People, If people like you in person, people are going to like you on video. The person sitting there like, no one likes me. But anyway, <laughs> Sam. Well, that where- person, if, if you're like, if you're just an <laughs> asshole and nobody likes you, like maybe you shouldn't get on video. Maybe not. <laughs> okay. Um, where can people find you? Yeah. Find me right here on this podcast. I'm taking over. I'm the new host. Just oh kidding. <laughs> Shelby's going to do an awesome job. I'm super excited. Thank you so um, much. Instagram at the Sam Cottle, C A U D L E. That's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Don't Perfect. watch my Living in Tampa channel unless you want to move to Tampa. You're not you're not my client base. I would love to just hop on a Zoom call if you're if you're interested in this kind of topic and you just want to talk for thirty minutes. I would love to hop on a call and and help you overcome these these initial objections that we have in our minds. And it's true. I know this to be true because he's done it with several of my people. So, um, okay, perfect on the gram. And listeners, if you want to hang out with me or the owner of the show, Aaron Amugastegi, you can find me at The Shelf Show on Instagram or Aaron at his name, Aaron Amugastegi. Um, And please, guys, hit me with feedback. I want to know how I can improve and who you want on the show. Please do not hold back. And last note real quick is if you are an experienced investor, Aaron is hosting an event in Austin this September, the 28th through the 29th. And it is for a small group of experienced investors only. For more information, go to his Instagram bio or investordeepdive.com. Okay, cool. Um, And Sam, that is all we have today. Thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Virtual hug. Uh, Okay, perfect. Real estate rock stars. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.